On this day, May 5th, the year 2000, the movie Gladiator goes slashing into theaters, setting box office records and Academy Award nominations. On this episode of Pod This Day, we'll be discussing how utterly graphic and violent Gladiator is as a movie, and why it warms our hearts. Also, we'll be giving you eight um, highly um, inaccurate historical facts about the movie Gladiator. We also have On the Set with Matt McLaughlin, and also On This Day. Also On This Day. I am your host, Steven Sklansky, with our co-host, Matt McLaughlin. How's What's it going, up, Steve? Matt? Good. Damn it. <laughs> uh, no, I'm doing well. How are you doing? Good. You know, it's uh, Cinco de Mayo. Ooh, I completely forgot about that. I'm going to have some pancakes after this. Pancakes with a lot of maple syrup, I'm sure. Oh, yes. And 95% of it coming from Quebec. Oh, well, that's obviously where most of the syrup comes from. In the entire world. 95% of the world's supply. They're very proud of it. And it's also their main export. Now, that I don't Bombardier. know. Well, I'm sure you've heard about the uh, syrup heist. Wait, What? Did, did you not hear about... Or was that just a movie I was talking about? I think, I, like, seeing... I have I thought there not was, like, heard a Canadian of this syrup, syrup heist. heist. Wait a minute. Okay, I've got to Google this now. Now now well, I need to fact check you. Well, I it's either a movie or it's actually a real thing. But, yeah, the Great Canadian Maple Syrup Heist. There's a Wikipedia page for it. Oh, my God. Okay. Syrup heist. Yeah, there it is. You... You've never heard of it? I have never heard of... How is this not one of the things we cover in Canadian history? How? Adjusted for inflation, this heist was the most valuable in Canadian history. Yeah, valued at 18.7 million? Jeez! (sighs) Sorry, I had to calm down. Although it didn't happen on this... (laughs) Although it did not happen on this day, but it is fun Canadian history that apparently I knew about and you didn't. Well, okay, that's why we don't hear about it. It happened in 2011, 2012. They were like, that's not... that that. How did I not hear about this? I mean, that's pretty recent. I was worried about the world ending. Oh. It happened over several months. Yeah, if I remember the... the I can't, like I said, I can't remember if it was a documentary or a movie or I heard it on a podcast or whatever it was, but... 10,000 yeah. barrels were stolen. Yeah. What? What is this? <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. I mean, you know what was only better to to this heist? The movie mm-hmm. Gladiator. Yes, of course. Only only better to this heist was the movie Gladiator. And you know what's great about Gladiator is it, it did happen today, unlike this heist, which took place over a long number of days. Yes, we might have to hunt down day one and, 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 and do, just do, do an, an episode, episode on, on that, yeah. Yeah, eventually this podcast just becomes us recapping wild news stories. <laughs> I know, just eventually over time. On this day, there was a Canadian uh, maple syrup heist. Yeah, it continued. <laughs> it just becomes <laughs> it becomes our fixation for several months. No, but we're talking about Gladiator today. Yes, so uh, set in Roman times, the story of a once powerful general forced to become a 
common gladiator. Mm-hmm. The emperor's son is enraged when he is passed over as the heir um, in favor of his father's favorite general. He kills his father and arranges the murder of the general's family. And the general is sold into slavery to be trained as a gladiator. But his subsequent popularity in the arena threatens the throne. <sighs> I know, right? I mean, this was definitely a brutal movie. It was, I think, one of uh, Russell Crowe's first um, blockbuster yeah. movies, I think. It, it was a big one for him. I know it's like, yeah, it's got a pretty solid Metacritic. It's like a 67 on Metacritic, 88.5 on IMDb. It's definitely a big thing for him. Yeah. And like having a name like Ridley Scott attached to a production it's gonna bring attention to it absolutely i mean and you've got such a great supporting cast with this too like yeah i i do like ridley scott like the scott film production company does so many of my favorite movies oh my god yeah and one thing that i learned today with our on the set is that they have a very special person that they bring along with them for a lot of these who has a hand in helping with the styling of it but we'll get into that later yep but yeah no it's very distinct (laughs) yep now being a gladiator is obviously extremely dangerous yes Um, arguably one of the more dangerous jobs now is it a job or um is it are you just forced to battle lions and other my 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 theory is that it is a job because you are well you're it's like an unpaid internship is what i'll say (laughs) (laughs) it's an unpaid internship but they'll pay for your lodging and food but it's not good In either regard. It's essentially... Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it's an unpaid internship. That's my argument. Now, obviously, there's a lot of betrayal in the movie. Um, and double-crossing. And double-crossing. Um, obviously, it seems like the Roman people were very untrustworthy of each other. It, yeah, it seems like in Rome, your neighbor was not your friend ever. No. Let alone your family. <laughs> Well, I mean, one of the biggest scenes in the entire movie was the uh, Commodus when he challenges Maximus to a duel in the Colosseum, Mm -hmm. and Maximus, before the match even begins, just stabs him. Yeah. Like, like I mean, there's cool no, move, Russell Crowe. <laughs> I mean, there's just no honor in the ring, apparently. No, no, it, it's it's a lawless land. I I so I got the opportunity to visit Rome back when I was much too young to appreciate it in like the end of grade school, I think. Okay. Um, but I remember seeing the Colosseum, and it's a huge space too. Like the idea of people fighting in this area, like. It could go on for a while if you have someone who's persistent enough to run away or something. Well, I mean, I feel like you could just tire someone out really quickly. Just run to the... I mean, everyone's wearing heavy armor, right? Yeah. So you just strip your armor off, run to the other side of the Coliseum. (laughs) Well, here's the thing that they didn't tell you is like... In the reality of the Colosseum, it was usually some soldier like that who was armored the fuck up, and then just some dude who did not agree with (laughs) the emperor or something, who had nothing, (laughs) and like maybe a net. (laughs) So that guy could run. (laughs) He had nothing encumbering him, but also no fighting potential. (laughs) Now, I feel like it would be one of those dog fights where you would need someone like circling you. To keep you in yeah. check instead of running away. Or like... Just ar- kind of fence you in a little bit. Yeah, or just archers. 
You know what I mean? The guy starts running away, just shoot an arrow at his feet, and I mean, he has to turn it's around. Rome. And- you're 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 close enough to uh, what is it? Africa. Just get some lions in there. Get some oh. lions going. <laughs> well, there were lions in the pit. Yeah, have them. That that's your circling committee. You don't need another dude. Oh, just just lions. Just throw a wild that's, animal in there. Keep it real interesting. That sounds very. Yeah, I think you guys guess yeah. you could do that. So, I mean, one big thing this movie was credited with was. Um, rekindling an interest in uh, ancient Greek and Roman culture. Because mm-hmm. really, aside from Julius Caesar and, I guess, History of the World Part 1 by Mel Gibson, they're re- <laughs> they're really... <laughs> it's funny that we think of that as... <laughs> right? As, yeah. <laughs> you really don't see Roman, you know, culture in movies. I mean, the year 2000, okay, so you have this movie. Obviously, 300 comes pretty soon after it if not right after it true yeah it kind of set a precedent and you had that the chick flick um my best friend's girl what is it uh my greek my big fat greek wedding oh. that obviously was was sparked because this movie came out little less little less violent what if, but... yeah and mamma mia oh mamma mia yeah obviously single-handedly launching the career of abba <laughs> yeah but okay, so back to, back to the Who movie. Who knew the gladiator was responsible for the rise of ABBA? <laughs> <laughs> Only you, listener of this podcast. <laughs> exactly. So, I mean, go back to the movie. Obviously, it uh, won five Academy Awards. Yes. Best picture, best actor, best costume design, uh, best sound, and best visual effects. Ooh. Now, of those five, I could definitely say best costume design because no one was really working on roman gladiator oh my god no and it looks so like everything is very convincing you can tell they put work yep and best sound i mean the soundtrack i'm sure was very hard and utterly fantastic but what i have concerns with a lot of movies in the academy awards is best picture yes because sometimes actors will release two sometimes maybe three movies in a in a in a Academy Award season. Yeah. But you don't think that that movie should be the winner. Now, Gladiator was a fantastic movie. A little bit long. It was uh, two hours and 51 minutes, so almost endgame territory. Yeah, near, reaching endgame territory. And I don't know. I mean, it definitely wasn't my favorite movie. I mean, it was interesting. It was just fun to see, but definitely not my favorite movie. My Going back to like the Academy Awards, there was a year when Denzel Washington did a movie Training Day, and he also oh, did yeah. John Q, and he won for Training Day, but I thought Training Day was garbage, mm-hmm. and I thought he should have won for John, John Q because he was much better in it. Like a, a better portrayal of, of the role in that one. Yeah. Fair enough. So, but this movie won Best Picture, and I guess it deserved it after grossing uh, $450 million worldwide. Holy shit. Which, you know, That's nowadays, gotta be high up there for, for films at the time, and, and then plus inflation. <laughs> yep. I mean, it's kind of insane to think about that. Okay, so that's half a billion. Yeah. And Endgame is currently at like $2.1 worldwide. <sighs> so I feel like with almost inflation, it's gotta be roughly similar yeah that's a comparable wow who knew that endgame would be a good analogy for gladiator well game is... is the new okay <laughs> the thanos new thanos is the the kingpin he's the yeah the, the gladiator and iron man is uh russell crowe's character yes obviously and um <laughs> uh connie nielsen's character in this is 
naturally going to be Hulk. Yes. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> and now every movie gets put into Avengers Endgame. Well, status. it's the perfect it, it, it is the perfect film. It, it's the perfect analogy for any other film. <laughs> and, and watch, Endgame will not win Best Picture. No, of course not. Because what Marvel Because it's movie a big will... summer blockbuster. <laughs> Why would we ever give love? Yeah, Gladiator was a spring blockbuster, so it doesn't count. Yeah, it, it snuck in under the wire. It's Oscar bait. Yes. Everyone knows that Oscar bait comes in the shitty months of spring and fall. <laughs> they're the in-between ones, and they're there for the Oscars. <laughs> yep. All right, so one other thing about the movie, so obviously the guy gets pretty much sold into slavery and but he's high in the royalty chain mm -hmm. so he he disguises himself when he debuts in his uh gladiatorial de debut combat, yep in the coliseum <laughs> so would you do that would you kind of hide your identity or would you be like well obviously i'm someone extremely important so fuck my family i want to show off or did he do it more to because it seems like he did it more to gain crowd favor before he rips off the mask and reveals says, his true identity yeah i definitely i i personally would lean to the side of hiding my identity too just because i am that drama queen of also wanting the big reveal at the end of the day <laughs> like i want that opportunity to like rip off the mask and be like bam it was me and you didn't realize it motherfucker wouldn't it like, be really funny that. if that's how Superman ended up doing it? Like Clark Kent's walk walking around, <laughs> he's like, big reveal, takes off his glasses. <gasps> Surprise! It's Superman! I was like reading something the other day, and I realized Spider-Man's the only one that could really have that same effect. Because like everyone else has some sort of cutouts around their costume that like reveal who they are. Yep. So, yeah, he, well, it, he is our gladiator. <laughs> yes. Well, it's really funny. I mean, you look at any other superhero, like Hulk or Hawkeye, or none of those guys have secret identities because you already see their face. Well, also, correct me if I'm wrong, I haven't watched the series, but Hawkeye's just a regular dude, right? Like, he's just really good at shooting arrows. Yes, that's pretty much it. Yeah, like, he's not super. He's just, he, he can be a regular dude just because he is. And he's just good. <laughs> yep, pretty much. Respect that. All right. So, next up, we have, we talked about how we like Rome and, and Greek culture. And, and it's beautiful the, architecture and, and pillars. Exactly. But, unfortunately, when Ridley Scott was making this movie... um. There were some um, historical inaccuracies, because what movie ever being made about it's historical perfect. time is perfect. And I got eight of them here for you. Ooh. Um, so, in this article, it, it does state, unfortunately, the purpose of Hollywood's historical epics is not to be not to educate, but to entertain and make money. Yes. <laughs> Gotta so, get butts in seats. Exactly. Therefore, artistic license is not simply a caveat for inauthenticity but an excuse to distort it in a way that might sell more tickets. <laughs> so, um, first up, catapults and giant dart launchers in the forest battle. Little bit of an inaccuracy there. What? Um, yeah, so, though these weapons existed and helped make for an impressive opening scene in the Battle of Germania, they almost certainly weren't used in this type of conflict. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Are you telling me trees get in the way of those things? <laughs> they do. <laughs> it won't work. Yeah. Unless okay. you have weird clearings. <laughs> yeah, so catapults and ballistas, uh, which were used to spring launch large projectiles, 
would be practical in sieges, but unwieldy in unwieldy in open battles, especially when there are so many trees. Yeah, I can imagine. It, it's hard to hit a small moving target with one of them. Yes. <laughs> if you're fighting an army or something. It's it's good for crowds or sieging, but uh, I just so, want them to have forest battles <laughs> with right? their large siege weaponry. <laughs> so, uh, Marcus Aurelius banned gladiator fights. So, huh. in, in fact, in classic bread and circuses fashion, the emperor decreed that glad- gladiatorial contests continue in order to distract the masses from a bad economy. I like it. I, I have always been a firm believer that when the economy really tanks, that's when we'll see the purge come about. <laughs> yes. We, gotta, we need that visceral entertainment when things go real bad. <laughs> so, um, unfortunately, one of the other inaccuracies was the character of Maximus. Maximus, no. I know. The hero could you of the do film. This? Killer of Someone... the evil Commodus and champion of the people never existed. Maximus. His character is perhaps inspired by several historical figures, including a lot of Roman names that I can't pronounce. Uh, Fair enough. (laughs) uh, The commander of Roman forces at the great battle against Germanic tribes in 179 AD, um, what is it, Narcissus, the wrestler who actually killed Commodus. Narcissus. Who actually killed Commodus. Um, So, I guess he kind of you know, kind of arced around other people. Mm-hmm. Uh, perhaps in a spirit as well as a uh, story, Maximus most resembles Spartacus. Okay. Hey, that makes sense, because it didn't... Wasn't the Spartacus TV series coming out around this time, too? Like, yeah. shortly after? Like, 2002, like, I think. Yep. So, like I said, ah. this, this spring-loaded a lot of... Uh, Thank you, Gladiator, again. Yeah. <laughs> You're a launching pad for many entertainments. All right, next up we got, uh, <laughs> they got Commodus all wrong. Joaquin all Phoenix, it. how could you do this to us? Okay, so only 18 at the time of the death of his father, Commodus is described as tall, muscular, and blonde. Obviously makes for a good, you know, movie. Visual. Visual. Yeah. Um, he trained in uh, gladiatorial combat and boasted 620 victories, at least according to his own writing which is probably accurate enough because his opponents always submitted to the emperor. Fair enough. For this, he would spare their lives. While practicing, however, he'd like to kill all of his sparring partners. That's such a dick move. So, he wouldn't kill the actual people he was fighting against in the yeah. in the Colosseum, but Oh, but he killed the slaves he's practicing on. What <laughs> Well, he knew what Well, obviously the sparring partners knew all of his moves. And you would True. want them eventually to end up in the in the Colosseum fighting against him. I hate that your point has legitimate value. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> I don't want them to ever be me dead. Oh, I don't want to train you, boss. I'm sorry. I'm really bad at fighting. <laughs> I'm so uh, bad. All right. You don't want to spar with me. <laughs> though certainly a piece of work in the film, writings about the real Commodus show him to be unbelievably awful. Stupid, sadistic, cowardly, and overly impressionable. I love that they led with stupid. I was like, (laughs) that's hell yeah. He was nonetheless reportedly as handsome as he was cruel and spent his time slaughtering exotic animals like lions, ostriches, and giraffes. Oh my. This guy was an asshole. (laughs) 
Holy shit, Commodus, you suck. <laughs> he also publicly slaughtered amputees who were veterans of Roman wars. What? What? Why wasn't this in the film? I feel like we would have no, loved- No, this would have made him a much more dislikable character. <laughs> you needed that. <laughs> he still had legitimate likability at the end of this because this wasn't included. Uh, yeah. All right. This is a whole new level of dislike. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. So this one, they definitely shouldn't have got wrong. This okay. next one. They got the Latin language wrong. What? Yes. There is absolutely no reason for this. Perhaps this one is nitpicky, but why would such a big production make these kinds of simple mistakes? Yeah, like if it's a summer, or sorry, spring blockbuster, get it right. <laughs> like get the core of your here, movie here, right at here, least. Here we go. Here we go. Okay. Sometimes they'd use Italian, the character Proximio instead of Proximius, and sometimes oh. they'd mix the two. A sign on a building reads Ludus Magnus Gladiatores. When it should say, Ludus Magnus Gladiatorum. This is just reminding me of Life of Brian now. <laughs> you got to write it over and over again until you learn how to write it right. See, I mean, some of these, some, this one you probably should get right. I mean, this one's an easy one. Yeah. Come on, Ridley Scott. I thought you were better Ridley, than us. Do we got to make you write it in blood over and over again. Because <laughs> right. we will. I'll do All it, right. Ridley. And lastly, Commodus was killed by a gladiator. Huh. So, um... So that part... Wait, wait. Okay. So the emperor was a victim of assassination due to a political conspiracy. First, Ooh. he was poisoned by his mistress, but when that proved ineffective, the conspirators sent Commodus' wrestling partner to a, to strangle him in his bath. <laughs> I'm sorry. There, just the visceral image of someone being strangled in a bathtub... <laughs> So he wouldn't see him coming come on no you'd be like just chilling out soaking in some nice bubs living it up relaxing after a long day of being an asshole yeah <laughs> and right. suddenly and suddenly someone's strangling you not drowning you like you'd expect in a bathtub strangling you with their own hands because they're a do-it-yourselfer <laughs> well i like that it was i like that it was his wrestling partner at least it wasn't a sparring partner well no you tag him out yeah because he'd be like, the one I forgot to kill. The one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the one I forgot to kill. Well, it wasn't he that he forgot it. to kill. It's just that it's really hard to kill when he's just wrestling. Oh, right. Yeah, because yeah, he's not allowed to hit. It's just grappling. It's hard to grapple someone to death. <laughs> right. All right. Well, that was uh, some historical inaccuracies about the movie Gladiator. Next. Come on, have... Ridley Scott. Now I'm going to yeah. give you hell for all of the Alien franchises, too. I bet they got plot holes. <laughs> yeah, just a few. <laughs> all right, next up, we have On the Set with Matt McGlossin. So, today on the set, we have a change of pace for me. Ooh. We're talking with Pietro Scalia, the editor of this film. Oh. Uh, you may be familiar with some of his other works, including Goodwill Hunting, Hannibal, Black Hawk Down, Memo uh, Memoirs of a Geisha, The Eleventh Hour, American Gangster, Hannibal Rising, the really terrible sequel to Hannibal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Bodies of Lies, a personal favorite of mine, Kick-Ass, which is Canadian and also has a couple scenes that were filmed and even in my hometown of Kingston, Ontario. Yeah, uh, he also... <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> he worked on Prometheus, The Amazing Spider-Man, The Amazing Spider-Man 2, The Martian, Alien Covenant, and Solo, A Star Wars Story. And up upcoming, he's working on another Ridley Scott film, an adaptation of Battle of Britain. And it will be his last because you have to do a full circle. 
Yes, gotta go full circle. Right. Welcome back to Ridley Scott. Well, he did a couple in the middle. He's got oh, the okay. Alien Covenant in there. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, he's a, a two Oscar and two BAFTA winner for his work on JFK and uh, what was the other one here? Black Hawk Down and uh, and Gladiator for the, the other BAFTA. Um, but he's also been nominated for eight other awards and one, or sorry, nominated for 24 other awards and won eight of them. Um, and he actually has a film that he directed once. It's called Mary. Mary Queen of Scots, if you're familiar with it, and it was produced by Ridley Scott. <laughs> oh, yeah, he does a little uh, bit of production too, producing. Yeah, he's uh, Italian-born and natively speaks Italian, and has worked on everything from uh, environmental documentaries to big summer blockbusters and emotional moving sagas and terrible Hannibal Lecter sequels. <laughs> yeah, but so, that uh, is. Yeah. So, has, did he do anything fun with his life before he? Uh... I I apologize. Not many yeah, people yeah. on this movie did fun stuff with their life before it. It was a big break for a lot of people. Ridley Scott put a lot of people up there. Really, he did. Yeah. On I this guess one, you get into a Ridley Scott production, and boom, you're kind of. It kind of sets you. And, well, Pietro Scalia, the cool thing about him is he has worked on a lot of Ridley Scott productions. Since this, he has worked on a number of them as the editor and as a, a, a producer on some as like a consultant on others. But he has a, a long working history with Ridley and is very integral to the overall view and, and pacing of the films. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, finally, we have also on this day. So, a couple things I found, because, you know, we gotta keep it uh, both American and Canadian. First keep up, it fresh and funky. <laughs> yes. First up, on this day, May 5th, 1997, Married with Children, final episode on Fox TV. <sighs> Rest in peace. <laughs> <laughs> yes, no more Al Bundy. That's one that I never saw. I, I no. watched a lot of The Wonder Years, but I never watched it. Never watched me. Do you never fell in love with Christina Applegate and the one episode where she nipped out through her shirt? Oh, wait, no, I have seen that. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> that was one that young Matt was exposed to. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was such a great TV show. Just the family atmosphere, the family dynamics, the, mm-hmm. you know, it's kind of like your typical sitcom, three kids, cranky dad, over eccentric mom. And the then, classic American family. Yeah. <laughs> Dad's so, stressed from work. <laughs> yeah, right? Always. Every time Always. I get home from work. Oh, just I, throw it out I'm not even a couch. father yet, but I also just am pissed when I get home. <laughs> <laughs> you shouldn't be pissed when you get home. You should be like happy. No, I kid. I love my job. I'm oh. I, and when I get home, I'm I'm pissed because I'm not there anymore. Right. That, now this is getting weird and I really want to keep my job. <laughs> yeah, hopefully they don't listen to this podcast. No. Just no. keep your work out of it. Okay, anyway, yeah. make them listen to it. Alright, next up, this one's for you, Matt. May 5th, 1996, Renette Cruz of Vancouver wins Miss Canadian Universe. Wait, we had that at one point? Yo, you don't I gotta, anymore? I don't think so. At least it's not nationally broadcast anymore. Because that's something that I would have heard about. Well, that's kind of sad. <laughs> Miss, wait a minute. Let me look this up, because I don't know if I'm just ignorant to it. Miss Canadian Universe. I feel like it, it would just be like the... 
like middle America, uh, Miss America contests. I know, right? <laughs> nothing, uh, nothing too Miss generally Can- public. Miss Canada Universe 2018. It's still going on. Man, Damn, Canada did well it. in 2018, y'all. Apparently, you don't know about a maple heist, maple syrup heist, and you don't know about <laughs> Miss Canadian Universe. I I do not know about all the important Canadian you events. Must, you must be living under a rock. Yeah, I call me Patrick Star. <laughs> <laughs> Just a moment here. I need you to go on Facebook real quick because. I'm just about to send you a picture of Miss Can- uh, Canada Universe 2018. Okay. Uh, next to just some dude to really let the comparison sink in. Awesome. So <laughs> so just to let you guys know, listening in, I think, Matt, you should definitely post this. On the day on, that uh, On our uh, Facebook page. Oh, my yeah. God. <laughs> Tell you what, this will be on our story on the day that this goes live. Okay. And is this uh, her husband or... I have no a idea. A judge or what? This is just a moment. It's a YouTube clip. I'm opening it up now. <laughs> All right. So while Matt does that, um, next up we have a wedding. Oh, so cute. Okay. So on this day, May 5th, 2000, Academy Award winner actress Angelina Jolie, at the time, 24 years old, weds actor Billy Bob Thornton, age 44, at the Little Church Church of the West Wedding Chapel in Las Vegas, Nevada. Aww. Las Vegas, yay! I mean, mean, she must have said some pretty... I mean, I guess Angelina Jolie was always hot, and I'm guessing Billy Bob Thornton saw her in Tomb Raider and was like, dude, I want to marry Lara Croft. I mean, fair. Who of us has seen Lara Croft and not said, I want to marry Lara Croft? I know, I saw Lara Croft and wanted to marry Lara Croft, even when she was all pixelated. Yeah, uh, I was going to say, no matter (laughs) how many polygons she's made of, I've always wanted to marry Lara Croft. (laughs) Exactly. So, let's uh, so see. in in regards yeah. to the Miss Canada Universe picture, it is the uh, head of the judging panel, which really lets it sink in who's judging these. <laughs> I will post that picture specifically so people get context. Awesome. All right. So next up, May fifth, eighteen ninety three. Panic of the eighteen ninety three causes a large crash in the New York Stock Exchange. I didn't know what that means, but I thought it'd be really funny. It says panic of 1893. The Panic of 1893. Must have been just everyone running around. <laughs> everyone thinks that something's going bad, and then just it does because everyone's dumping out of it. I love that. Yep. Just that's, crazy, yeah. crashing. I mean, that's what happens in, like, when you when you have a recession that dips into a depression is, like, it starts to slope down, then people panic, and everyone starts pulling money out, and it drives price down. I went to business school. <laughs> All right. I think I got one more. I got one more for you guys. This one is... Definitely interesting if you know Billie Holiday. Ooh, Billie Holiday. Yep. Uh, May 5th, 1929, Billie Holiday and her mother are arrested for prostitution following a raid of a brothel in Harlem. Ah. What? (laughs) Yeah. I do not know why Billie Holiday and her mom were hanging out in a brothel. That took a minute to register even billy holiday i thought you were just a wholesome singer i know just that's doing what I the thought. jazz standards well well i mean you got to get your money where you get your money yeah it helped <laughs> to get into the biz i guess chase that bread you got to get that initial contract you have to have a demo I yeah right yeah All Hustle right. Hard. <laughs> well that has been pod this day steve where can they find us I, they could find us at my house. No, we don't want them anyone Wait, coming to my house. or at my apartment? Or at your apartment. <laughs> Conveniently but, located at... Blah, 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 blah. Okay, 
On the webs, though. On the webs, they can find us at Pod This Day on Instagram and Twitter, Pod This Day on Facebook, um, and find all of our cool postings. Um, Matt has been kind enough to do all the Instagrams, and uh, people seem to dig it. Yeah. I've been doing all the uh, Facebookings, and people seem to dig it. And I finally found a uh, website where I can get high-quality photos as opposed to the weirdly pixelated ones that I've been posting <laughs> The <lately>. very granular stuff. <laughs> like, I don't know where you were finding your stuff for Instagram, but I found something evidently related because my iron man one today was your iron man one was solid yeah so oh you just um, broke the illusion we record ahead of time (laughs) i'm I'm talking about the past man yes the iron man one you did today a few days ago (laughs) exactly (laughs) the one that you shipped from the future to the past (laughs) remember our time travel and oh sorry spoiler alert time travel (laughs) yeah spoiler alert (laughs) if you had in well, case you in case you hadn't figured out that they couldn't Yeah, there'd be really no other way to Honestly. Yeah. All right, uh you can listen to us on your favorite podcasting apps, um Google Play, iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, Spotify, not iHeartRadio unfortunately yet, I'm still working on it. Soon, soon. Pod Radio I think is another one. There's also like podcast colon fm. I don't know if that's Ooh. just a RSS feed where people pull podcasts from, but I found that. Or if you just go to Google and uh, type in Pod This Day, um, very easy to find our podcast. We'll be right there for you. Yeah, we'll even put it on Facebook for you to make it easy to click on it. There we go. And uh, the link in our uh, Instagram bio will also take you to the podcast, too, in case you found us there. Yeah, so just check the bio area. And if you subscribe to us on any of those services, you'll get our new episodes delivered directly to your inbox, so you don't even have to worry about getting notifications. Yes, and if you subscribe on iTunes or Google Play, they actually send you a little notification saying new episode of Pod This Day is Exactly. So... Until next time, I'm Steven Sklansky. And I've been Matt McLaughlin. And that has been Pod Pod This Day. Day.